Here's Vardy. Leicester quickly up the other end. Okazaki in the box. Vardy! Welcome back to FPL, everybody. And today we have a great podcast in store for you for the start of the 2016-17 season. I have three guests with me. JNO United, an epic YouTuber. It's linked on his Twitter profile, which is at JNO United. We've got Kurt, another YouTube fanatic. Again, he's linked on his profile. It's at Kurt Y-O-Y. And then we've got Tom Meller, an epic Leeds fan, and he loves his vines. Again, everything's on there. On, on Twitter, go check him out, at Miller Football. And your host today is myself, Matt Akay, editor of the FPL Academy. Dean is on holiday, um, your usual host, so I'm stepping in for a couple of weeks. He's probably found um, a corner where there's a bit of Wi-Fi in his hotel, trying to tw- you know, tweak his FPL draft team, getting ready for the start of the season, aren't we all? We've got some great questions for you coming up that we've that been asked on Twitter. The guys on the podcast will be talking through their, their own drafts, and we've got a bit of a quick fire round at the end to give us an indication of how we all feel each team will do at the end of the season. Okay, so enough of the introduction. Okay, so let's get on with this. So now what we're going to do is we're going to just talk through everybody's drafts that they've been um, looking at through the season. Uh, the pre-season, you know, what, what we're now, we're nearly a week away from game week one, so there'll be a lot of tweaking going along. Um, so, Jaina, we're going to come to you first, and if you wouldn't mind, can we talk through your, your current draft and, and the reasoning behind some of the key players that you've got? Yeah, well, first of all, as I say to everyone that has seen my team already, I'm not happy with it just yet, but I've started off with Mandanda and Foster in goal, hoping that Mandanda is going to start. Um, they kind of rotate well, but my plan is to use my wildcard early, so I don't need them to rotate for very long. And then we're going with Aspilicueta and Luke Shaw as my premium prospect defenders. Uh, I just feel like there's definitely potential for clean sheets uh, from those two sides early on in the season. Although I'm not too sure about Chelsea at the moment. I'm trying to watch their pre-season games. We then have Eric Peters, Evans and Francis as my chief defenders. Uh, Bournemouth have a couple of defenders that can get assists and goals uh, Evans, West Brom are always good for a couple of clean sheets and then Peters is literally just in there because he's cheap but he'll probably get swapped out at some point uh, that's allowed me to have the likes of Hazard uh, Mkhitaryan and Aguero in my side and hopefully all three of those will have a good start to the season um, I know Hazard had a pretty good pre-season game against Real Madrid came on and scored two so I'm hoping Hazard has a season similar to 2014-2015. Then we have Townsend and Lamella, uh, joined by Capoe from Watford. Uh, it looks like he's been given more of a license to roam up the pitch, so I'm hoping that he might be a differential for me, although he is the fifth midfielder. And with Aguero, we've got Shane Long and Romelu Lukaku. And I think Shane Long, if he is going to start Southampton, uh, could be one of the secret weapons of the season. Good stuff, Jano. Thanks for that. And um, do you have any plans on when you want to use your wildcard, or is it just a case of I'll, you'll use it when um, uh, when the time's right? Definitely between game week three and four. I think by that point I'll know I'll have a better idea of who I want in my side and who I don't. Uh, competitive games are a lot better to read a player than uh, pre-season games. So yeah, definitely gonna wait so I don't end up with loads of Chelsea players like I did last season right. and have a pretty good. Uh, pretty bad start, sorry, to the season. 
Cool. Thanks for that, Jano. Kurt, we're going to come to you next. Um, do you want to talk through your pre-season draft and, and some of the reasons behind why you've chosen which player? Uh, whenever I put my draft out, there's always been met with some confusion, but I feel like I've sort of got a you know a grasp on who I want to keep for the start of the season. My two goalkeepers are Czech and Foster from West Brom. Simply put, Czech and Arsenal always get clean sheets, and Foster at 4.5 is an absolute bargain. Five at the back, or the five defenders I've got, is Craig Dawson from West Brom because at £5 million, hopefully West Brom will be a bit more solid than they were this season. And he also scored a lot of goals, did a lot of attacking wise, so got the potential to be quite a high-scoring defender. Then Gabriel from Arsenal because Mersac is injured for some, you know, I think four, five, six months. So £5 million, Gabriel's going to start uh, quite a lot of the time. So £5 million for an Arsenal defender is pretty cheap. Then Carl Walker because he attacked well in the Euros and hopefully he can bring that into the Premier League. Leighton Baines because hopefully he'll be more solid under new manager Ronald Koeman. And then Eric Peters at £4.5 million from Stoke because... He's pretty cheap, and Stoke had a pretty all right season last season. My midfielders, I've gone with two sort of marquee players in Payet and Hazard because Payet, simply put, was West Ham's gem whenever he played well. And, you know, he played in general. West Ham played well, and if he didn't play, West Ham didn't play well, so they revolved a lot around him. Hazard at £10 million, ended off the season pretty well, was on OK in pre-season, and looked lively in the Euros, so I think that's a... That's one to go for. And the other three are Joe Allen because he's cheap, Faguli also because he's cheap, and then Eric Lamella because he's a, he's a decent option at £7 million. I think he could do a little bit of business. And up front, the obvious Aguero at £13 million just for simple reasons it's Aguero. If he starts, he scores. And under new manager Guardiola, he should you know fly past his usual goal records easily if he's fit, that is. And the other two strikers I've got is Andy Carroll and Andre Gray at £6.5 million because I feel like they could, you know, be top goal scorers for their teams this season. Thanks, for that, Kurt. And with regards to your game with one captain, who, who have you decided to go for? Or is that an obvious question? <laughs> um, for me, I'm I'm looking at it. Sunderland at home, you cannot pass up the opportunity for Aguero. Triple captain? Any balls for that? Oh, I don't think I've got enough balls. Oh, you know what? I want to do that now. I think a lot, no, of, I think a lot of people will. And if you, if you remember last year... You know, the key game was game week eight, wasn't it? 51 points, no one beat that. Um, and a lot of people used the triple captain against Newcastle, Sunderland rivals. I don't think I can, but whew, I bet a few people will. <laughs> um, right, cheers for that, Kurt. And then, Tom, we're going to come to you next. Um, same question, really, if you want to just talk through your, your draft one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got Aguero, of course, captain this week. Well, the next week. Not my triple captain, not that daring. Um <laughs> I've got Rhodes and Lukaku alongside him. Lukaku, whoever, I don't know where he'll be playing Chelsea or Everton, but regardless of that, I think he'll score. Jordan Rhodes, I hope he plays above Negredo. I, I personally would. He's a goal scorer all round. He'll hit double figures if he plays regularly, just like he plays like Troy Deeney did, Ricky Lambert in the first season in the Premier League. Uh, my midfield, my main midfield is a De Bruyne and Mkhitaryan. And then I've got three cheap ones around them. So, Faguli, 5.5 mil, which I can't believe he's 5.5 mil. I think he's going to do really well in the assists tally. Uh, I've got Cesc Fabregas at 7.5 mil, who I think his price is going to go up as the season goes along. I think at 7.5 mil is quite cheap. 
last season was the only season he didn't hit double figures um, in assists. He'll have two strikers staying for this season with container manager. And then I've got Jordan Hyde, who I really like. I think he's a good, explosive winger. Hopefully, Eddie Howe can get the best out of him, get him a few goals and assists and, and play him, first of all. My five defenders, I'm hoping they'll all start. I've got Ashley Williams, who might be playing for Everton, but even so, I'm still putting him in because I like Swansea. I like Everton. I think their fixtures are fairly nice. Swansea's a tougher, but Swansea is a solid team at home, so I'll stick with Ashley Williams for five. Got George Friend, who's George Friend and Gareth McCauley, both 4.5 mil, both playing for fairly defensive teams. Karanka and Pulis love clean sheets more than they love their own family. I've got Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw, Man United. I've got high hopes for Luke Shaw, he'll be back. The Man United fans love him. He's going to be bombing down that left side. And then I've got Sam Byron, nothing to do with being a Leeds fan, I just think he's brilliant. Our <laughs> goalkeeper's uh, Courtois and Jakubovic. Um, I'm not going to play Jakubovic, it's just for money, it's just to save money. And Courtois, because I think Conte is a very good te- tactical manager, as we saw in uh, Euros. I think Courtois is going to keep a fair good amount of clean sheets. Yeah, it's very interesting what you say about uh, Fabregas there, Tom. Do you think that the presence of Kante will allow Seth to put, be pushed up the field a bit more and get involved? Is that... Well, I'd hope so, because he's signed N'Golo Kante, so I'm just... Obviously, last season it was Matic and Fabregas in the defensive roles. This season it's probably going to be Matic and Kante or Matic and Zuma, if Zuma's back, wherever he chooses. Um, I think Fabregas, you've got to push him for He's brilliant. I think we forgot how good he actually is. Um, he's hit double figures in every season apart from last one in assists, and he's been in the Premier League for seven seasons. Seven, and, he's, and Conte plays two up front as well, so... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's 7.5 million, I'm... I'm going for Fabregas. He's not a goal scorer, but he does score as well in seasons. Yeah, yeah, he's on set pieces as well, isn't he, in corners? That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Good shout on that one. Right, Okay, and then finally, I'll just talk through my draft. Um, So I've decided to go for De Gea in the the net, and obviously he's going to be my static keeper throughout the season. Um, Obviously, if he gets injured, then I'll have to change. I've got Jakubovic as well as my sub, because he's a 4 million playing goalkeeper. That's all I can really ask for a keeper that price. Um, It probably won't be uh, number one for all season, but I can readjust. Um, I've gone, my strategy in defence, I've gone, and again, this is all subject to change with transfers and pre-season, but I've gone for two elite defenders that I hope will just stay there. Baines, um, he wasn't great last season, hence why his price is a lot lower, but now with Coleman in charge at um, Everton, I think they'll they should be defensive, and Baines is, is you know he's not threatened in that position. Hopefully, he'll be back on penalties, and he should be a, a quite a nice buy for five and a half. And then a company name I've got Aspel for Chelsea. Um, again, I don't think his position is rivaled at Chelsea, whereas the others are. You know, Ivanovic, his position looks to be a, maybe in the air with this new new guy. Is it Anya? Is that how you say it? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just I just I like a bit of certainty in defence because I want to keep that uh, static as as long as I can. And then my cheap defenders I've got a uh, friend um, from Middlesbrough because I agree. Uh, you know he's is defensive and so is Karanka's style of play. And yeah. Johnny Evans for West Brom they kind of rotate. Uh, I'll probably adjust that later on. And then I've gone for Brad Smith, cheap four million, um, four million defender for Bournemouth, just signed from Liverpool. There's a lot of questions on Twitter around will he play, but why would you sign a six million defender if, if you're not going to play him when you're Bournemouth? I just can't see how he won't play. Um, so that's my defence. And then in midfield, I've gone 
Uh, Ayu, because there's no registered striker really at Swansea, that again that could change if um, they do sign someone up front. I've gone for Tadic because again he's unrivaled. Now Mane's gone, he's going to be the focus. He's on penalties. Uh, he'll be supplying Austin, he'll be supplying Long up front. I think I've got high hopes for Tadic this season. Um, I've also gone for Hazard, but nah, Tom's little comments around Sesk, I might have to rethink that. He's given me a lot more money to <laughs> sell. Yeah, he may have sold me on that one, so I'll have to have a rethink. Um, and then for Gooley, I've also brought him him in. I think he's, you know, Mares started at that price last season at five and a half million. He's, for Gooley, another Algerian. And could it end the same? Well, we don't know. I mean, maybe. And that's what I'm hoping for. That's why I brought him in. He's got difficult first fixture, but, you know, we'll see on that one. And then my cheap fifth midfielder, I've got Leco from West Brom. It's a massive gamble because he might not even play. He's only young. He's, he played a few games last season towards the end and he, I think he got an assist. Um, so we'll see what happens with Leco. He's a 4.5 million midfielder at the end of the day. It's either him or Kapuwe from, from Watford and they're not really going to play him a team. And then up front, I've decided to go for Ibrahimovic because he's, he's, he's awesome. And him and Jose together, I just think they're going to be unstoppable. I've gone for Aguero, a captain Aguero, and then I've gone my 6.5 million forward. I've gone for um, Gray from Burnley. I mean, it's a difficult position to fill that 6.5 million striker. I looked at Negredo, I looked at Wilson, and I just thought Gray's having a storm in pre season. And, um, you know, will he fit into the Premier League? It's, again, it's a little bit of a gamble, but I'm hoping he will. So he's my, he's my last uh, striker. So that's my team. Okay, so that's everybody's um, teams rounded up. And now what we're going to do is we're just going to look at Twitter. And we've had a few questions from, from people. And we're going to start with Harry Temple. He asks, um, just to give some advisements on the Man United new boys. And I know Shaw's not a new boy because he, he joined you know a few seasons ago, but he's not really played. So he's giving options of Shaw, Mkhitaryan and Ibrahimovic. And JNO, can you just talk around those three players and what impact they could have on FPL? Okay, well, I, well, I saw the tweet as well. I'm not sure if he's trying to include all of them or if he's wanting to pick one or two. Um, I've done quick plug videos about Ibrahimovic and Mkhitaryan on my channel. So if you want to go check that out, go for that. The stats for Mkhitaryan and Ibrahimovic are incredible, uh, especially Ibra. Literally, you can go back five or six seasons, and he's always like a 20-goal sh uh, striker uh, with plenty of assists as well, brings players into the game. So Ibra is definitely worth the value that FPL have given him. Uh, is it 12 million? No, it's 11.5. Yeah. I think he could definitely be worth that. And if Palmy was willing to pay that much for two strikers up top uh, of that price, then I probably would go that strategy. But I just can't bring myself to spend that much of my budget on the strikers in case something goes wrong. Um, but Ebra is definitely an option. And I would even say there's the potential that you could have him instead of Aguero, especially if Aguero has his part of the season where he gets injured. Uh, with Mkhitaryan, I believe with someone like Ibra, he's going to get assists. He's going to be involved further up the pitch. But will they gel together? Because I'm assuming they had to both start with the transfer fees that they uh, commanded. And then as far as Luke Shaw, I'm, I've got him in my side, but I'm thinking I might need Antonio Valencia. 
because his pre-season has been pretty impressive and he's been raiding down the right side as well. So if he gets um, put in, and is he classed as a defender? Yeah. I think he is. Valencia, I think so, yeah. 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 I don't know if it's the same price or if he's cheaper. I know they've got about 13 defenders on FPL, Man United. <laughs> yeah, they do. He's a 5.5 million defender, so yeah, he's the same as Shaw. Oh, he's the same. All right, I don't know who to go for then. But, I mean, I'd say out of those three, Shaw's the one you could probably find someone else to play instead. Um, I think there's plenty of 5.5 million pound options that could do as good a job as Shaw. Um, I think Ibra is going to be one of the top scorers in the league. Um Probably with Kane. I'm not sure if Vardy will do it again this season. But I think Kane, Aguero and Ibra should be the top scorers this season. Maybe Lukaku if he does go to Chelsea. Uh, Mkhitaryan, I think 9.5 million if he can bring over his form from the Bundesliga is probably undervalued. So my top pick out of that side would be Mkhitaryan. Cheers for that, Jano. Um, okay, so we've got a question here from Sami Nishuku. And we're going to go to you, Kurt, on this. And it's a simple question. It's just asking, pay it or Fabregas for a mid-option? It's, uh, it's, it's, um, it'd be easier to um, deal with Pai and Ozil, but they're two different players. You've got Pai, who will operate as very much a centre-forward, but now you've got Fabregas, who now Chelsea have signed Kante, and they've also got Matic. Maybe could push Fabregas towards that. Pyatt position, Pyatt might be pushed out towards the wings, whereas Fabregas, you know, will stay central, he hasn't got the legs or the pace in general to go down the wings. But it depends on how much you're willing to pay. I mean, Fabregas last season, he played more, you know, had more time on the pitch and scored less points than Pyatt. But on previous seasons, he's done the business and go back to 2009-2010, where he's grabbed over 200 points, whereas last season he grabbed over 100, only 133. Whereas Pyatt, on the other hand only played 2,500 minutes and grabbed himself almost 180 points and he would have broken the 200 mark, I believe, if he'd been fit for the whole season. But personally, Payet is the one that I'm going for. I mean, I might take a risk on Fabregas come, you know, one of those dangerous things to do right before the game which starts minutes to go. But Payet seems such a, a bang-on player to have. I mean, he's on all set plays and you can't look past him for me, really. Yeah, I know that there's a two million pound difference in in the players, isn't there? And maybe that's good to be considered. Yeah. Maybe you can have both. Maybe that's an option if you're completely torn, just get both. <laughs> yeah, it's a good choice. Um, cheers for that, uh, Kurt. And now, Tom, we're going to come to you and Evolution Six Six Six. Another simple question, a dilemma: um, Balassi or Townsend? Yeah, very similar. Balassi six mil, Townsend is six point five. I'd still go with Townsend. Uh, I think this season would be the first season where Townsend's actually had a full chance, full season. He's not really been through the full 38 games, had his full chance. He's just played dribs and drabs. Uh, Townsend, he's, well, he, he should be on set pieces, and we know what Pardew likes to get set pieces to play like Scott Down. Obviously, signed James Tompkins, Tompkins, who's pretty good in the air. Uh, Blassie will assist, but... I think mainly Balassi showed what he could do last season purely because of the fact that Palace didn't have a striker, but they probably will get one this year. I think Townsend will score more, I think he'll assist more, and I think that's worth 0.5 million itself. Um, obviously, just one more thing, bonus points, you get them for dribbles completed and stuff like that. And albeit Balassi does try dribbles, but Townsend dribbles for the sake of it, even if he's going backwards. 
So it's just stuff like that that might add up, might get you that extra bit of points. So I'd go for Townsend overall. Yeah, it's a good point. And, and to be fair, Crystal Palace's fixtures, they, they are quite decent early on. I've been looking at their the Premier League site. Has anyone seen the new feature that they've got? It's called FDR. I presume it stands for Fixture Difficulty Rating. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's changed the colours, actually, to green and, and pink. But, um, yeah, Crystal Palace's, it's like one. One's obviously the best, five is the worst. It goes one, four, one, one, two, one, two, which looks good on when you look at it on the screen. So, yeah, I think either of those two players were good. But, yeah, I think I agree with you, Tom. Um, Townsend edges it for me. And yeah. Obviously, like, Palace fans love to get behind the team at Selhurst. And Palace's first three fixtures are West Brom. Westford, first three home fixtures are West Brom, Bournemouth and Stoke. So, you'd like to think Palace or Townsend should be able to do something in the opening games of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Palace have been, well, maybe not linked, maybe it's a rumour rumoured with Pen- Benteke. If, if they sign a, a striker like that, uh, it'll complete their team, really. And exactly, yeah. That's what they're looking for. I think they're after Berahino as well, so one of them two would be pretty good. But... Yeah, definitely. Um, OK, so cheers for that, Tom. Cheers, Evolution666, for the question. Uh, Dan's on Twitter. Um, he's saying uh, there, are, there are plenty of five million options available on FPL. Uh, he's named three. Joe Allen recently moved to Stoke. Uh, I think it's pronounced Gay of Ev- from Everton. And Wanyama from Spurs. They're all five million. Jay or no, which one would you pick if you had to pick one of them? Well, first of all, just apologies if we are butchering the name um, <laughs> of the Everton player, Gay. Um, I don't actually know much about him because he played for Aston Villa last season. And... I only looked at Aston Villa as a team that I want players to play against. So I never really properly looked into any Aston Villa player. Uh, so I'm not sure how well he'll do at Everton. I'm pretty sure, though, last season he actually scored more points than Wanyama and um, Joe Allen. Uh, that Maybe because he played uh, every single game and Wanyama is a very defensive-minded player uh, who can pop up the like further up the field every now and again. But I believe at Spurs, Wanyama is going to be strictly a defensive midfielder and they've got a lot of other attacking players to do the attacking for them. With Joe Allen, his best season, I think, in FPL was when he was with Swansea, uh, when he was playing more advanced up the pitch. So I suppose it depends where they're actually thinking of playing Joe Allen. I think it was 2011-2012. I think he got 117 points uh, but don't quote me on that, but it's something around that mark. Uh, so if they have bought Joe Allen with the intention of playing him further up the pitch, then that could be a very, very good price for him. Um, but to be honest, none of them really shout at me as a player that I need to put in my side as a £5 million option. Uh, is there anyone else I'd put in instead? There's, well, there's, there's, there's Kante. A lot of people have been going for him, and. And I know he plays defensive. He did get, I'm sure he did get a few goals, didn't he? Or assists, I'm sure he did. Well, no, he got 108 points last yeah, season. I think a lot of that was bonus points well, as well. Well, he got four goals. Because he will get bonus points. He got four assists on a goal, which isn't bad for a defensive midfielder, I suppose. But I know a lot of people are going with Fletcher at 4.5 because he's nailed on at West Brom. Um, and he got a decent amount of points for someone valued at 4.5 million. Yeah. I think he got over 100 points as well, but yeah, I'm not... I think it was only just... Yeah, 103. He got a goal and three assists as well. Six, six and, I mean, points. Bournemouth 
Bournemouth are pretty good for cheap midfielders as well, if I remember correctly from last season. Um, Gosling and Sermon, I think they did all right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I personally would pick one of the players I said after that myself, but definitely watch Joe Allen. If Joe Allen is playing further up the pitch like he did at Swansea, then he could be a very good option at five million. Yeah, I agree. And he had a good Euros as well with Wales, didn't he? Okay, um, Khalid El Jadbri um, on Twitter. Kurt, I'm coming to you. He's, he's asking about the Crystal Palace goalkeepers. We've already looked at the fixtures. We know they're pretty decent. Um, but he's asking, will Mandanda, the new the new guy there, will he start this year? Or will it be Speroni or uh, Hennessy? Well, I'm, I'm right enough Speroni because out of, you know, oh now, although now Alex McCarthy has left for Southampton, he had the least time on the pitch out of the three of them. And so I've limited it down to Hennessy and Mandanda. And the way I look at it is, I've done a little bit of research, it shouldn't take much to explain it, but Mandanda has played over 40 times in the Champions League in his career and has been at League One Team of the Year last two seasons, was League One Best Goalkeeper of the Year last two seasons. However, for Hennessy, a few years ago, he was loaned to Yeovil Town, so hopefully Crystal Palace can answer that question themselves and put Mandanda in goal. So I, I'm always going with Mandanda to start. I think they can't look past him. Someone with his quality and his experience should easily get rid of any, you know, doubt about a starting place. He will definitely take it in my eyes. Yeah, good point. And I think I think Palace rotate all season home and away with I think it's Swansea. I'm sure it's Swansea. So maybe if you're feeling a you know, maybe Mandanda and uh, Fabianski as a rotating goalkeeping pair could work for you. It's, it's just as expensive as having, you know, like a De Gea and a Jakubovic. So one to watch as well. But yeah. you know, Mandanda on that and I think yeah your stats back that up and there'd be fools not to I guess. Um, okay, I think we're on the last question now, and Tom, we're going to come to you. And it's FPL Ramblings on Twitter, and he's in his, he's looking at the Manchester City defence, which no one's really been talking about on on Twitter or any of the podcasts I've been listening to. But if you had to pick a defender from from Man City, which one would you pick? Oh, it's, a, it's a tough one this time. I'm struggling because they're all so expensive. I wouldn't buy a defender for six million. Um, it's tough to see who Pep will play as well. Obviously, you've got Sanya and Zabaleta on the right, Kolarov and Clichy on the left. And in the middle, you've got Otamendi, Company, Mangala. Obviously, he might bring someone else in. But it's tough to call. I'd probably bring in maybe Kolarov. So Company might be injured. To be honest, I'd probably go against it and just put Joe Hart in for 5.5 mil. So he's still going to get the clean sheet points. Obviously, you're not going to get goals and assists, but you're saving 0.5. And the risk that obviously he might be benched as like a Mad City defender. I don't think Pep will bring in a goalkeeper to replace Hart. Obviously, there was a few rumours about it, but I don't think he will. So I, I, I'd honestly not put in a Man City defender if I was you, because of the prices, and just go for Joe Hart. Yeah, I guess the transfer we're all waiting for eagerly is Stones to Man City, isn't it? And then that's it. Yeah, um, and he's five mil, but. Will he play? Will Pep drop him in the deep end or will he bed him in? Or It's tough to call. You'd probably, I'd give it a few weeks because it's not like you're breaking the bank for John Stones. Give it a couple of game weeks. Is he starting? If he is, put him in. If he's not, don't. It's just one of them, isn't yeah, it? And, and they haven't got the best of fixtures. I mean, they're not massively difficult, but I think there are better options. You're right, um, in, in the 5.5 million bracket and the 5 million bracket around there. So, So, yeah. So we wouldn't FPL Ramblings, um, or Tom wouldn't if he had to choose one. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, FPL Ramblings. <laughs> yeah, a lot of info there. So th- that rounds up all the questions that we had on Twitter. 
Um, what we're going to do now is I'm just going to do some quick fire questions to everybody and I just want one word answers um, or two words um, and I'm going to ask everybody who they think the champion is going to be, champions are going to be this season. Um, so quick fire, we're going to start with, we're going to go reverse this time. We'll start with you Tom, who, who are going to be the champions uh, this season? Manchester City. Jano? Chelsea. Kurt? Unfortunately, Chelsea. And I'm going for Manchester City. So, two, two all on there between Chelsea and, and Manchester City. Two all. Yeah. I'm surprised no one said Man United. And they're my second place. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, opposite end of the table. Who will be relegated? Just one team. Who will finish bottom? Uh, we'll go Jano. Sunderland. Kurt? Has to be Hull. Yeah, Hull City. Yeah, sorry Hull fans, but it's Hull for me as well. Uh, hey, Hull City fans, <laughs> I had your back. I didn't say Hull. <laughs> yeah, just second by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Leicester City surprised us all um, last season. Who will be... It sounds a bit like a blind date question, this. Who will be the surprise package this year, though? Um, Kurt, we'll start with you on this. Southampton? Okay, bit of... Uh, Surety in the in the answer, but Southampton. Uh, Tom, I think uh, Middlesbrough. Surprise package, okay. And Jano, yeah. I'd love to say Leicester again, but um, <laughs> Crystal Palace if they get a striker. Okay, and I'm going to say Stoke. Um, and then that's a good the chat, last actually. question of the podcast. I'm afraid everybody is who will struggle, who probably you know who didn't struggle last season. Um, who you don't expect to struggle, who will that be, uh, Kurt? Uh, but, no, I think I'm about to uh, misjudge the question, but Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, okay. Jano? I really don't want to say this, but I've not been happy with how they've played in pre-season. West Ham. Interesting. And Tom? Yeah, I don't want to say it, but I'm going with Leicester. European football and all that piling up on him, it's gonna be yeah, tough. And I, and I was gonna say Leicester as well, you know. Um, we don't want to say it, but gotta be honest. So, but last year, um, every time we doubted them, they all proved us wrong all the time, didn't they? I know. You do know people are gonna play this back in May when yeah. we're all wrong. I wonder. If... <laughs> but that's it. We can say we doubted them, and that's why they yeah, won the league exactly. again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'd be interested to see at the end of the season if anyone got any of this right. Um, We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll write it down and we can talk about it in the last podcast. Or Dean can, he'll be back from his holidays by then. Um, okay, uh, so thanks everybody for um, being on the podcast. I hope everyone liked it. And I think Dean's still on holiday next week, so I'll be your host again. And I promise to sort the sound quality out. Uh, apologies to everybody listening. That there's a, lot, a bit of an echo. That's uh, completely my fault. Not the guys on the call. So apologies in advance. Uh, and until then, uh, good luck with your teams. And we'll speak next week. Okay, cheers everybody.